Hey guys, this is Ben. This is Josh. From the Pulse Defect. So we just want to make sure that you guys know that this podcast is available not only on Anchor.fm. But we are now available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It finally happened, guys. And for the time being, Apple Podcasts isn't even uh, removing our first episode with Jose. So that's even on there. So this is huge news. Go listen to us on your favorite podcast system, uh, either Spotify or Apple Music. Or if you love Anchor, listen on Anchor. Now get ready for this podcast. We're interviewing Michael Herman. He's a local native out of St. Joseph, Michigan, but he lives out in LA. And just so you guys know, this podcast is going to be a little bit different. We are not interviewing a musical artist. We are interviewing an actor. Hey guys, welcome back to The Pulse Defect. This is Ben. This is Josh. And we are here with Michael Herman. How's it going, man? Oh, great. Great to be here. How are you guys doing? Good. And I know you from high school. High school. Way back. Same as high school. Yeah. So I know you pretty well. And uh, it's pretty cool to see uh, you venture out this this far into like LA and doing acting and stuff. I mean, that's really awesome. Thank you. Um, And it was really cool too, because one day I just happened to stumble upon Netflix, like the, or not Netflix, the, the Facebook post about you being in a movie on Netflix. Great. And I was like, no way. Yeah. Like, this is pretty cool. And so we sat down and we watched this movie and I'm like, wow, like that's pretty neat. You it's know, it's not every film. day you see someone like you went to high school with on the big screen. Like yeah, that's pretty right. neat. I got really lucky there. I, um, because I didn't personally push it to Netflix. That was the producers and the directors who did that. But yeah. they, fortunately I was in those, the circle that allowed them to get to that next level. It's really cool to be involved with the production. Yeah. Very professional. Like film always does, it takes a long time, you know, it goes really slow on set, but they ran a great set and it was just really cool to see the product. And, done. and yeah. so how, how many movies are able to do that? Cause I know that wasn't like a big production, right? It wasn't huge. Right. Oh, I mean, were, I'm sure it was. No, they were very small. Yeah. yeah. And small in the film world is, is relative. I don't right. know the full budget. They never told us, uh, yeah. us actors, <laughs> but they paid us the SAG rate, um, SAG rate, which is about 125 a day. And so that's, um, yeah, so it's at least a production enough that they could they could give us food and they could you know house us and they uh, rented a bunch of Airbnbs for us. So they had craft services. They did, yeah, of course, <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. And they were all the way out in um, this creepy little desert and twenty nine palms. <laughs> it was spooky. It was um, and it helped because it was a horror movie, right? So it's supposed yeah. to be really scary. And there was something very suspenseful about just driving. And there's just vast, you know, all around nothing you. Nothing. Yeah. The void, really. Yeah. Right. Right. And. Uh, it was cool. It was a really cool experience to be involved with that. But I don't know the exact percentage of films that make it to Netflix, but it's, they're really picky. They like to yeah. do a lot of stuff in-house, and they very rarely like bring, bring a production mm-hmm. on. Yeah, um, and, yeah. I, and I know that they're really picky, too, about it'll be a certain amount of time. They won't even give any warning. They'll just pluck it out yeah. of the Netflix queue, and you're like, where to go? Right. You yeah, know? it's gone. So, yeah, like, exactly. Oh, yeah. Unless, of course, they produce it. Which it I stays think is happening with The Office very soon. <laughs> I know. It's very upsetting. Yeah, it's rumor around. Yeah. We'll see. Um, so person who like Parkinson? I mean, maybe maybe better maybe better I mean she actually she does like she's never really seen the office I've seen it she's seen like the first season okay anyways (laughs) she's seen the BBC um remake (laughs) anyway uh, so I guess the first thing I wanted to talk about um, just starting back from your roots of high school um, since I knew you from there I think the biggest thing that I remember from you is the high school talent show oh yeah the Michael Jackson for sure man yeah and like that was like it was so cool because I remember I was in that talent show too but you were like way before me what were you doing in that talent show me and uh, our band quote unquote played uh, dang it what was the name of that song I know we played some rock song um, which was pretty cool but I remember you were on way before me 
and I we kind of like snuck out and saw you, and it was like this. I mean, I swear I was watch, watching Michael Jackson. Uh, I St. Joseph High School. I was like, that's crazy. I knew you had like that kind of skill before anyway. Thank you, yeah. Um, but that was I a guess, long time ago. It was fun. I mean, yeah. I actually mixed that so it was like a melody of Michael Jackson songs. Mm-hmm. It was sort of a mix of them. It was. It was bad. I mean, I didn't know how to mix back then, so it was like this <laughs> weird sort of like Frankenstein creation of, of Michael Jackson songs. But I think the mix was like, it, it was a moot point because your dancing was oh, like, I God. mean, that was like the biggest thing about it. And so I guess my question is like, how... What what inspired you? Like I know obviously Michael Jackson inspired you. Yeah. But like oh, huge. when when did you like start dancing? Did you take lessons? Was that just oh, yeah, something no, that you watched? Questions. Yeah, no, this is a really good question. So it's like very much like a garage like what a garage band does to music, I right. was like a garage like dancer. Because yeah. I just legitimately I play I saw Thriller when I was, I don't know, um I think it was it was late. I was like eighteen or something like that when I first saw the music video of Thriller, and I thought it was so cool. I was like, "Wow!" And before then, I actually thought Michael Jackson was pretty lame. I was like, "Yeah, who's this guy? He's just this." Like, <laughs> and you hear all the bad stuff too, and you're like, "Who's this poser?" Especially this us weird? growing up, because yeah. in our generation, it was like he was this creepy, like creepy, pedophile, yeah, like right. whatever. Yeah, yeah he fell off really probably about two thousand. What it was it about two thousand? Six two thousand. Yeah. I don't know something like that. Right, right in the moment where we could like actually start to perceive celebrities yes. in a certain uh-huh. way, that was kind of the moment where he started to go downhill. Yeah. I started just dancing Michael Jackson moves uh, very badly in my garage, my parents' garage. <laughs> and I just played the music on repeat over and over again. I thought they were so cool. And I just wanted to learn, like, Smooth Criminal and Billie yep. Jean. And just wanted to learn all those cool moves, you know? Because more than just the music, which was great, but he, his, like, dance and his style was so, like, iconic, you know? Mm-hmm. Just him. Yeah. yeah. And you did the perfect moonwalk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was like yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, okay, so uh, from there, we wanted to talk about your inspirations. Um, I guess out of high school and uh, into college, like, what were yeah. your inspirations that got you into maybe acting? For sure. Yeah, no, really good question. So, um, and it's sort of been this path that's gone from, uh, like, dance, where I sort of started with Michael Jackson and that kind of stuff, and choir and that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. which we know each other from. We yes. know each other from choir and uh, band. And then... Um, I started to do theater, and it was just great. I was doing uh, uh, I was doing soccer, and um, I was awful at it at St. Joseph High School. And fortunately, I was so bad at soccer because I started doing theater. And I was like, wow, okay, theater's really fun, and it's really cool. And mm-hmm. I did just a couple productions at uh, St. Joseph High School, and I was able to like learn a little bit about what theater is, and I just love the people. I mean, mm-hmm. the best part of theater is the people, really. You know? Yeah. Um, and it was really cool. And then um, I decided, okay, well, I'm going to major in theater in, in my undergrad, and that's where I really started to like get more of the nuts and bolts. And I guess as far as inspirations, I don't know. Um, I I don't know. There's like you sort of like get to know some of those classics, like Sondheim and some of those other more like theater theater people. You learn about Chekhov and you learn mm-hmm. about like Brecht and all these like weird theater minds. And I was like, wow, this stuff's really really cool. And um, I just want to do more of it. I thought it was just fascinating, you know. Yeah. Um, and then I decided that um, theater's cool, but it's so hard to get people to go. To see a theater show? It is. Um, do you guys have ever done, like, like a, put up a theater show? Or, or like a... I oh, I've seen them. them. Yeah. I yeah. have built sets. Great. I have played for the band for, like, that. Awesome. So, like, we played mm-hmm. the shows, and God, that was gruesome sometimes. I, I went to Niles over here. Uh-huh. Not, like, I would say we, we weren't, like, great quality. I wouldn't <laughs> right. say well, that. Yeah. I wouldn't say, like, it was phenomenal, but yeah. at the same time, I mean, with the band, you have your actors, the director, the um, people, the musicians, so on and so forth, all have to be in the exact same alignment because if the music starts at the wrong time yeah. or someone forgets a line yeah. and you start playing music, it's you either you go with the flow mm-hmm. or it train wrecks. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. it train wrecks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, was in, I was in Greece. Great. And uh, my... 
sophomore or junior year, I can't remember which one. I don't know. If, what year did you graduate? Oh, from high school? It was 2010, I think. 2010? Okay, so I'm you sure, yeah. might have been there. For, you were in Greece, though. No. Maybe that was the year after you left. Greece is just after me. Yeah, yeah okay. So I was in Greece. I was the, uh, oh, what was the his name? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was actually one of, like, the, the, not the leads, but, like, the sub-leads, Great. you know? Yeah. Johnny... Um, the guy who played guitar at the dance. What was his name? Oh, cool. So you play guitar? Of yeah. course. Of yeah. course you play guitar. Yeah. You play guitar. But uh, I, I don't think I actually played guitar there because they had the music track that they were playing, so I was just Great. air guitaring. Nice. <laughs> but they dressed me up with the makeup on, and uh, I don't know if it was for me. I was like, okay, after the makeup went on, I was like... Okay, this might be my last year. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> I, I like the acting part of it. It was Check. fun. And, like, the music part was fun. And, like, it was just a great community to be in. Yeah. But I'm just not... I can't do the makeup. I, yeah. I just can't. Oh, I don't I have totally the face can. for it. You know what I mean? So, um, but no, it was fun. But it was. It was a huge production, even for a high school. Yeah. So I can't imagine on a professional level yeah. how right. difficult that would be. Right, right. So I understand that kind of, like... I don't know, maybe nervousness, anxiety about yeah. like trying to get into that and then have it all happen. And then again, trying to get people to go to theater right. when everyone wants to go to the movie theater. Yes. You know right. what I mean? Yes, so exactly. I totally so understand that. It's yeah. really hard to get somebody to come see one of your theater shows. Yeah. Um, uh, my fiance and I, we, we sometimes put up our own productions and it's, that's the whole battle. The battle is promotion and branding yeah. and trying to, you know, Hey, it's actually going to be a good show. I promise it's funny. Or, you know, trying to like uh, shoehorn people into the, the little uh, theaters, but it's always, you know, a certain day at a certain weekend at a certain time. Yeah. And it was tricky. I was like, okay, this is a cool art form, but I feel like, I feel like it's hard to get people to come. Yeah. And then that's when I was like, okay, but film is, film's everywhere. You know, yeah. it's every medium, it's internet, mm-hmm. it's everywhere. It's streaming constantly. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I got to check this out. I got to yeah. figure out what's up. Yeah. Because it's not like, again, like theater is a very physical form of people coming to a certain place to see yeah. you in a physical form performing. Right. Whereas movies is you do your part and once your part's over, you're done. Right. You leave it up to the, uh, the other forms of media yeah. to be viewed by those uh-huh. by the viewers so it is i understand that it's totally in that aspect easier i would say yeah. Yeah. i mean and yeah. it's a lot easier now to just go see a movie than it is to go see a theater because yeah. back in the day you go god i can't even go back 14 because there's no technology but i mean even 1930s 40s 50s back before movies were movies of course it was easy to go see a theater because then you could hear the talking you could see the acting all in live in color so on and so forth so, so it made more sense to go to that now right. it's it's more of the convenience thing we can go direct TV, Dish, yeah. Comcast, so mm. on and so forth. You can go buy a movie, watch the movie, or you can record it, and then it, you can pick up where you go. But then you go and see somebody in theater, and then you don't have your luxuries, mm-hmm. as right. I'll call them. And so that's, I think that's the biggest determinant of yeah. our society now is just there's too much technology. Not to say technology is bad, but the I'll call the true art form of getting people to actually experience live, real emotion. Like, yes, you're acting out the emotion, but when you're in the moment, I mean, you're in the moment. You right. bring the character to life. Mm-hmm. So all these people don't, I would say, want to get it to this extent, but they're just not, it's just not to their luxury level, yeah. I would say. Right. And I remember listening to, I don't know if you know who Willie Geist is. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. the NBC, um, he's an NBC reporter, but he does a oh, sit-down podcast every Sunday with celebrities and interviews them. And he was interviewing, I believe it was Benedict Cumberbatch Great. Uh, one one week. And Benedict does theater as well, or at least started out in theater. Really good at it, yeah. yeah. And he was talking about how theater is, um, in another aspect, is a lot harder than film. Mm-hmm. Because you get practice and you get these rehearsals, but once you get to the show, you have one shot. Yeah. You have one shot. You miss your line, you messed up. With film, I mean, to an extent, you have unlimited tries until you right. get it right, perfect. Yep. 
And so in that aspect, he said theater is a lot harder. Yeah. And I totally understand that too. I completely agree. Yeah. yeah. It is so, you know, you're, you're, it's that moment and you really have to make those decisions. Mm-hmm. And another thing is, I mean, it's really obvious when maybe you misaligned, but if you're not feeling the emotion, that's also huge yeah. in theater, right? If you're just like not plugged in for that production, that's a huge barrier. Mm-hmm. We're filming, you're like, okay, you're going to like walk away for a second, come back into the scene. But right. theater, you got to be there. You got to be in that emotion, feeling it, you know, in real time. Um, yeah. On the flip side though, I will say what's really nice about theater is theater, you do feel your through line of the production, okay. right? You feel every scene and it sort of builds to this dramatic reveal or conclusion or whatever. Um, with film, because you're out of order all the time, you know, mm-hmm. you film first scene last and the last scene first and it's all over the place. Yeah. It's easy to like forget where your arc is totally. as a character. You know, you yeah. forget where you're going and yeah. it's hard to keep that. You almost have to keep track of it just by your clothing and makeup and yeah. hair and all that, you right. know, because, oh yeah, this is what I would, that's what I felt. Yeah. And even in like in one hour, you might have done two scenes that are totally mm-hmm. different, you know, and then you might even do one part of the first scene, then jump to the end, then jump back to the beginning, and mm-hmm. you'd be like, oh, where am I? You know, yeah. what's going on in my character? Or if you're Danny DeVito, you just shoot a whole <laughs> four seasons of sun, uh, It's Always Sunny in like a month. Yep. Yeah. Um, I guess this is kind of a short question. Great. Um, where did you go to college, and what was your major maybe starting out? Because you said you changed it eventually, right? Or no? No, I stayed acting. Well, oh, you did? I considered, okay. Well, okay. My parents, they're very supportive. I mm-hmm. love my parents. They're very supportive. But they did, for a bit, they're like, hey, um, you're doing arts? Maybe you should think about business. Maybe I was going to say, yeah. Communication, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it is. I mean, it's a lifestyle choice that's, it's a lifestyle choice. You it just is. choose, mm-hmm. you know, a huge difference switch in your life. But, so I went to Eastern Michigan University. That's, okay. Uh, I think I remember that. Yeah, cool. Okay. Yeah. If you know, if you don't know Eastern, it's kind of like the indie step cousin of Ann Arbor. They're like mm-hmm. a little, a little more. Hipster, a little more like, yeah. got care. I'll say character. They got a little yeah, okay. <laughs> Nothing against my undergrad. Love EMU, True Eagles. Um, and then for my grad school, I went out to USC out of California. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Yeah. And so awesome. my undergrad was in acting at EMU, and then my uh, grad school was in screenwriting. Actually, at nice. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, I went to uh, Columbia Great. in Chicago, which oh, is huge for film. I went for television, and I kind of, part of me kind of wishes I would have went for film. Yeah. Because I really like, I like the film aspect, and right. um, I'll actually have to send you my YouTube link. Please. Um, oh, I would love to see Because I, yeah. I actually uh, show ran like three short films. Great. Which is really fun. Yeah. Um, Columbia's great. I love Chicago, too. Yeah. I don't get to Chicago as much as I want to. Yeah, I, I know. love Chicago. I don't either, and we live two hours away. Not so. even, and yeah. we need to go more. We do. I, I don't, and that's the worst part is, we are so, so gifted of a community yeah. to be so close to such a big time. And we take it for big name. Take it for granted. Uh, city. And the even pump, the train station that like goes. Yeah, a little South Shore we can grab uh, in Michigan City or even the Amtrak right in Niles. Right we can go there if we wanted to, but we're too lazy, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it is also very well, expensive. Well, then you also got to, yeah, yeah. and then you got to take. If you take the South Shore, you take Amtrak. You got to take every single stop. Yeah. Uh, it's not like you can. Take a straight line. Well, actually, now out of South Bend, they're trying to do that thing where it gets to Chicago in like an hour and a half. Wow, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. they're they trying to, to basically going to do. They want to do a straight line. They want to section off the track, so like basically run the tracks next to each other, but then have a. There'll be designated like designated. It'll be like two times a day. Like they'll just basically skip like all the stops. Go from South Bend straight. Um, so uh, okay, so we did college. Um, this may have already come up, but where did the love of acting come from? Yeah. When did that start, I guess? Um, Great question. I think, you know, I think it started way back in high school where I didn't audition from the first production I was involved with. They just mm-hmm. needed guys that could dance. And they were like, hey, you so like, guys, we need a male person and then you stand <laughs> on stage and move. And that's when they, I was like, okay, I'll try it. I'll try it. And yeah. again, before then I was like, I had sort of this like stigma in my head. I was like, okay, thespians are weird. They're wild people. <laughs> they like they're very they're very fla- like flamboyant and fabulous, and that's that's great. And um, 
Yeah, so then I, I decided to go for that. I think it's my freshman year, I think. Mm-hmm. And I really was just in, like, two scenes. I was at, like, the King's Ball or something. Mm-hmm. And I stood on stage and, like, we just, like, hung out. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was great. I mean, these people were so lovely. Like, yeah. everyone was, like, gorgeous. Like, yeah. it was just cool. And I was like, wow, okay, this is, like, a really cool experience, you know? And, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then I was like, okay, maybe I can do something like this. And that's, like, when the acting bug, I guess, got me mm-hmm. and I'm sort of hooked. Um, yeah, I just thought it was really cool to be involved. With it. awesome. And it's just been it's just been growing since then. And I guess I think in, when I when I went for acting, when I went for acting in uh, my undergrad, I was like, okay, I'm choosing this. Like, come rain, come shine, come lack of finances, yeah. come you know, rise in finances. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna try this acting thing and, and try writing as well. That was sort of yeah. like my two loves that I found. In Which is really good too, because a lot of people I feel like rely on just one or the other, yeah, right. especially acting more right. than writing. And that kind of hurts them in the long run because so, then later yeah. on down the road they feel okay. Now I kind of have to learn how to write, right. direct, whatever, do produce. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think the best advice I could give like a young artist is really like self-produce, create content. Mm-hmm. You're like you're ready, just do it. You know, whatever yeah. medium, whether it's like as small as just an Instagram post that you're making that's really cool and mm-hmm. shiny, or if it's something else that you're like creating a more larger, yeah, like a podcast or something like that. That's it's big self-production, huge. It's the best Absolutely. So you moved to LA. So yeah. So I assume you did that after your undergrad. I did, yep. Okay. And so I actually spent no time between my undergrad and my graduate school, which I actually kind of regret a little bit. I was like, I wish that I had a little more years there because then I would have just had some different, I think I would have had like a different perspective. Yeah, maybe made some connections. I think so. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. And, sure. and, and now you wish you, you would have taken that time and spent it in L.A. or another oh, city? Or? Maybe L.A., yeah. Okay. I think it probably would have been a good market. Yeah. Would have been that. Maybe New York even. Maybe New theater. York, yeah. Who theater's cool. Yeah, theater's it so is. good in New York. But then at the same time, theater is great in New York because of how much there is Broadway, so on and so forth. But then yeah. you take into account, theater is so great in New York, so there's a high, high margin yeah. that you have to meet that margin. Yeah, that's true. And 85% is not 100%. You come in on a day where you got a sniffle and they don't like it, then right. yeah. you got a lot. Yeah, cut um, yeah. Yeah. And it's actually fun fact: the film industry actually used to be in New York. Really, but cool. then, no but way. then they they found out that okay, the weather does not cooperate with us out here in New right. York, so they moved it out to LA, where the weather can be manipulated. Yeah, better. And they got that, that was a long time ago. Yeah, because yeah. they have mountains in LA, they have ocean. Mm-hmm. You can go anywhere about forty five minutes yeah. any direction. It's a totally different exactly know, landscape, yeah. and you can make snow on a soundstage. Yeah. Who cares, you know? Yeah, so, right, right. Yeah. But, but so, yeah, I moved out there uh, right after my undergrad and that was a big step. That was a big jump. I remember being uh, sort of like, oh, wow, like, this is a huge, huge step and mm-hmm. uh, not being fully prepared for that journey but just going for it, you know? Yeah. Having grad school was really huge. That was a great yeah. anchor that sort of said, okay, you can go out this place. You can right. do it, you know? And uh, that was cool. That was a really, really cool experience. Uh, USC is a really competitive school. And so it was amazing to step into some classrooms and meet teachers that you, like, they wrote shows that I loved, you know? Yeah. Uh, as, as a family, we, we always quote um, uh, that movie, uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Mm-hmm. There's, like, this moment where Alan Rickman says, like, I'll cut your heart out with a spoon or something. <laughs> we just, like, there's just weird lines that we quote. Yeah. And that was my professor, John, uh, John Watson, who wrote that, like, became one of my professors. And it was, like, amazing. Oh, that's awesome. You, like, meet somebody who you're, like, quoting as, yeah. like, a family and there's inside jokes, you know? So That's so cool. Yeah. Um, and so when you moved out there and you were at USC, did you have any other platforms that you relied on? Like, I don't know, like I, you, do you have a YouTube channel? <laughs> I did. Yeah. Okay. I was saying, I thought you did at one point and then yeah, yeah, I yeah. went to go look up your reel and I'm like, there's only one video. I could have swore he had like a YouTube channel. Yeah, I did. I did. I played the YouTube game for a bit there. I had a show called uh, Manic Minute Monday. That's what it was. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. On a platform called Mythical Imaginarium. It still exists. Um, it's rather embarrassing. Um, I talk very fast. I still talk fast, but I talk very fast and I'm like very like energetic and I'm almost like too energetic. It's a lot, uh, but it's great. And uh, I talk about artists. I find like, I talk about a couple artists I found every week. And, yeah. Yeah. 
but yeah, so I was actually doing that while I was at USC, and so I sort of became that kid. I mean, I was like, oh, you're the kid with a YouTube channel. Got it. Okay. I mean, we're in LA, so I right. mean, you know, yeah, like, right, right. who doesn't have a YouTube channel? Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so, and then, now we're going to start moving into uh, the more acting side of things, and, and personally, what, so, what are your favorite roles slash archetypes, archetypes to play? Oh, man, great question. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good question. So, and that's sort of a thing that I found over the years. Um, I fortunately have a manager who's also helped me find some of those things, um, but... I uh, I think like a like a historical character, sort of like a Victorian uh, gentlemanly sort of character. I love those characters, especially if there's like a little bit of a darkness to them, like a like a Doctor Frankenstein or stuff like that. There's such like interesting things you can do with those characters. They're classics, and you can reinvent them in so many different ways. Um, like Benedict Cumberbatch, like you can yep. he's done a, a slice on, uh, on on Frankenstein, and it's so cool. It's yeah. just this really cool version of the character. So I love some of those. Um, I do play a lot of like angsty. Um, I don't want to say bully, but like angsty characters. You know what I mean? Um, they have a little bit of attitude. Mm-hmm. Right it's to like the another... face, no punchline. Yeah. Here we are. Right. This That's like another get. trope that I, I sort of like fall into. Yeah. Um, and I guess they're just characters that you your instincts sort of line up with, right? Yeah. So I can be angsty. I got a little bit of that, you know, mm-hmm. um, a little bit of that like that social angst. And so I, I can channel that very much so uh, into like a character. Yeah. You know? Um, and you can do an English accent. I can, is, yeah. Which is very um, helpful. Cool. See, I can do yeah. an English accent, yeah. See, this, <laughs> there it is. this is going to come up even more in an upcoming question, and yes. I told you. I know. Exactly. Yeah. In yeah. fact, <laughs> I will let you ask that question when it comes up. So, yeah. <laughs> See, actually, so, so English, I can do all Irish as well. I can talk like an Irish person. Um, I can talk like a German. Yeah, I'd be a German for a second. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, that's go. actually my wheelhouse is accents. Yeah. So, I book the most things out of, off accents. Okay. So, yeah. So do you ever do say, voice acting? Like, I, you know, I do a tiniest little bit of voice okay. acting. Yeah, tiniest little bit. Because I heard that's like the business to be in. Because you could show up in your pajamas. That's true. You yeah. say lines uh-huh. and you go home and you make a big paycheck. A huge paycheck. Yeah. yeah. Audiobooks too. There's a lot of audiobooks yeah. going on right now. Yeah, people are talking about them. There's some cool websites that are developing. Sweet. Um, okay, so so that was the archetypes that you like to play. Or that you maybe yeah. maybe more get cast in. Get more cast in, But yeah. what would be your favorite one to play? Oh, that's a great question. Maybe you answered that already, but just to yeah, be clear. Yeah, I feel like... I don't know. I'm like, I do like someone who's got like some sort of like psychological things to bite yeah. into, you know, some sort of deep. I love Christopher Nolan's work, and I think that his characters are kind of tortured in a way that's like very engaging. You yeah. Know? And I think that there's some like cool, unique psychologies that happen there. I love psychological thrillers, so anything from like Shutter Island to Inception to that kind of stuff, I love Absolutely. that like deep sort of. There's something cerebral there, which is kind of a cliche because mm-hmm. like every young actor boy wants to be like. I want to be like a... I want to be like Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. I want to be like psychologically like, like, like tormented and complicated. <laughs> do you like... So for those kind of roles where you kind of have that like complex character, yeah. do you prefer to have your own... Like uh, a director that tells you you can take your own kind of swing at things? And, yeah, I think uh, so. Or do you like to have the structure made for you? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just like a, like a trust thing. As long as the director, like I trust the director. Yeah. So if I do something that's really weird and like really funky, like the director will be like, that was garbage. Like, don't do that. Like, right. And they'll like tell me straight up. They won't just be like, that was great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do more of it. Like they actually say like, okay, that was a weird choice. They're cool. very clear about it. Yeah. But they're yeah. like, try this. Like, let's go in this direction. So. Right. I, but I do like a director who sort of lets you, there's kind of two types of directors. There's directors who sort of say, like, go walk from here to here on stage, and they're very specific, like, mm-hmm. pick up the cup on this. And then there's some directors who just sort of say, like, wander around the space, man. Yeah. Like, figure it out. And that's kind of what I like, too, yeah. about a lot of actors. They let you kind of, I don't want to say improv, yeah. but, you know, yeah. kind of ad-lib your own right. sense. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, then they take the directing control from there. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Um, okay, now you get your, your I get question. question. I get my dun, 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 moment yeah. to shine. <laughs> So, 
upon the lines of acting, everybody's going to have a favorite actor, kind of so along the lines, but everybody has that one person they kind of see eye to eye. Like, who do oh, you, yeah. like, who you see yourself? So, if you could compare yourself uh-huh. to another actor, who would it be? And don't say the second part I'm yet. I'm not yeah, going to, okay, yeah. Okay, okay. But, okay. if there's... Because we, we have an idea of who we think that you kind of... Okay. Compare with. Compare, with. okay, cool. Yeah. cool. So, if there was someone at all, in any role, no matter what, that you can relate to how you act, how you ad lib so on and so forth, you see yep. a connection to, who would it be? And I have the answer for this. Like, like right off the bat, mm-hmm. I like know this because this guy actually haunts me. Like I like I like see him performing and I'm like, oh he's so good. He's just like slightly better than like everything I do. You know, right. you're like, oh, you're just slightly better at everything. It's Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> oh my oh, yes! Yeah. Let's That's go! What he said. That's there what he said. Yeah, yeah, Cause, yeah. Cause we were watching you reel. Oh god, look at the spikes in the audio. <laughs> it's like so bad. <laughs> oh yes! We were watching you reel. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. when you did the English accent, he uh-huh. was like, you know what? He's like Eddie Redmayne. And I'm I like, appreciate I'm like, yeah. no way, yes, he is. You're right. <laughs> I was so right. I yeah, was so happy totally. with myself. Yeah. Right so good. Now. He's great. I think, you know, there's something about his performing and acting that's like vulnerable, you yeah. know? And he's like, even when he's like an aggressive, like scary actor, mm-hmm. like in, I think Hick, isn't it, in the movie? But he's like, he's just vulnerable, man. And he's mm-hmm. just great. I just saw him in um, Argonauts as well, the Amazon movie. Okay. Um, he plays this like doc. No, what is it? He's like a air balloon dude. He like mm-hmm. loves yeah. the weather. When, uh, what loves the weather and wants to study the weather and then prove kind of like along the lines on. Yeah. Of, I would say travel and how you could do it and mm-hmm. how the weather affects it and then uh-huh. get stuck way up in a no-no spot for me. Yeah. Really? <laughs> right. right. Um, and, and then of course, the... Newt Scamander, of course. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So and what was the other person? So the other one that I, I kind think of you like this, tied to think you like a little bit is Matt Smith. Oh, yeah. The 11th Doctor. From Dude, I, that's a huge compliment. I gotta do not live up to that. I think <laughs> that's really cool. Matt Smith's amazing. He's another incredible performer. See, yeah. and I don't watch... Doctor Who. So I'm totally out of this. I don't yeah. know. I but, well, I stopped it. I yeah. I don't actually kind of like the twelfth Doctor a whole lot. Yeah. He's. I feel like leading up to it, the tenth Doctor when it was kind of ending, and I was like, man, that kind of sucks. And but then Matt came into line and then just pops in, and I'm like, okay, that was really good. He's mm-hmm. so good. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, and then he's also in. He's in the Crown, right? He's. Uh, Prince somebody in the crown? Um, he is in it, but I don't know of it. Gotcha. Well, it used to be, because they changed everybody for season three. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was great. I thought he was so... If that is the same guy, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. He's so good. Man. I had talked to you yesterday about Marriage yeah. Story. So we kind of oh, want Mary to get Story, into yeah. that. Yeah, so we want to kind of get into that, because um, the biggest reason is because of Adam Driver being right. from Mishawaka, graduating from Mishawaka High School. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Huge. And... Um, you don't see that. I mean, obviously, you see that all the time because it's like someone went to some high school somewhere. <laughs> yeah, right, right. But being from this area, I mean, I don't know a whole lot of people that have done that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I mean, and then you take a lot of these actors, so on and so forth, that are kind of like bigger hitters. Um, everybody's had their own strife, so on and so forth. They have their backstory and everything. But you take in someone, something from a very tight area. I mean, it's something. It's crazy and different. Mm-hmm. Even. Yeah. Just a matter of... Who knows, like, 100% on the backstory of how he got to where he is, but then you figure you go from this Michiana region to being known literally across the world. Right. Because, I mean, and Disney's a big part to play in that because Mm -hmm. of buying out Star Wars and everything, and Disney is literally... Yeah. But, yeah. And he was a Marine, too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Like, what a weird... Cool, yeah. weird career, like absolutely. Yeah, and he got discharged medically. Like, is that what happened? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the exact injury it, was, but there I, was a medical. It doesn't discharge. say, but he was he was medically discharged, and it kept him from being deployed. 
And yeah. then, uh, well, he had a medical injury. It kept him from being deployed. And then it was, to an extent, I think they said it was enough to just, to, uh, of course, I'm honorable as a medical right. attorney. Right. But just a matter of then. I mean, you go from you signed up to do something and this is going to happen and your whole, I wouldn't say your world gets flipped upside down because mm-hmm. of it. But to an extent, this is what you know. This is what you've been doing for the last so many years of your life. Yeah. This is what you're preparing for. And next thing you know, it's like, oh, here we go. Here's, yeah. a, here's something yeah. new. Right. Um, and I think the other cool thing in relation to marriage story mm-hmm. is it, in a way, ties into his own life. Because they mentioned that he was a kid from Indiana, mm-hmm. moved out to New York yep. to do uh, theater. And it's like, it's kind of like Adam Driver's story minus the military. Yeah. You know, he grew up in a, a home in Indiana. His parents got divorced. You know, he went out to, to you know, L.A., but or maybe New York. I don't know which way he went. I can't remember. I think he was in L.A. for a bit. There's some story about him where he moved to L.A. and then, like, spent his savings in, like, a week or something. There's. I believe it. Yeah. Expensive out there. <laughs> yeah, it is. No, it really yeah. is. Yeah. I mean, I lived there for six weeks, and I was like, "That's too like, much for me." <laughs> I was looking it up. A house over in LA right now. I think a house for roughly a thousand square feet, somewhere mm-hmm. in there, is up upwards hundred thousand. Sometimes oh, even more. Two, probably three. More. I, I would say, depending on the area, you're yeah, upwards of a million dollars for a thousand square feet. Yeah, you know, yeah, if you're in all, Beverly Hills or yeah, yeah, right. Studio City or something. Even then, or something. I mean, yeah. And then that's now though. You got to figure back when to, yeah. right to that area. Of course, yeah. inflation and so on and so forth. But I mean, still. A thousand square foot house for two, three, four, five hundred thousand yeah. dollars. I mean, right. I could spend my savings in yeah. five minutes. <laughs> well, and I would right. say I think most people that just move out there, like Adam Driver yourself, probably get an apartment. Yeah, uh, you know, rent out there has got to be huge. Yeah, pretty, you um, know, I mean, Chicago's like, bad too. I know because I live there too. Pretty comfortable, honestly. Like, yeah, like a thousand dollars is is the cheapest you're ever gonna find. That's right? what I. And you're probably out. not gonna have it by yourself. It's gonna be like you paying a thousand dollars and your roommate paying a thousand. Exactly. Yeah. You'll probably have two rooms, but it'll be... Yeah, yeah it'll right. be split. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, so, yeah, and so Marriage Story, so the the nice, the cool thing about that is it's a Netflix original, mm-hmm. and it's one of three Netflix originals that got nominated for Oscars. Yeah, right. Which is, like, a first in my, yeah. I would think, right? I don't think they've made a film that's been nominated yet, right? That's a great question. I don't know the facts on that, but you... One well, of the cut that out. But yeah, I mean, yeah, Definitely I'm not sure. First, yeah. It's And especially the first for three of them to be nominated. Yeah. And this one's nominated twice. Right. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. And, and it's really cool that he's local and that he's... Yeah. And I guess um, the way I want to tie it into you is that how, from your perspective, living out in L.A. and doing the acting scene... How hard is it to get to that level? And oh, how yeah. long? Cause, I mean, he's 36, 38, something uh-huh. like that. Right. I mean, so obviously it took him a while, right. subtracting the military years. Mm-hmm. How hard would that be to get to that level? Well, you know, he's about that old. That's about that many years of just constant work, you yeah. know, just pure like hustle. And there's a, there's a hierarchy, there's a way to climb, you know, and the way to climb is very much, you know, you book a small store, like, like student film. And then you start to build a reel, and then you start to get like a like a television show or like a guest star on a television show, and yeah. you become a series regular, and you can sort of build your way up, and then eventually, you know, you're starting to be like a lead in a feature film, and then you're in Star Wars. I mean, then you're in this yeah. huge because Hollywood's not going to take a chance on somebody just um, like out of the blue. You know, they they want to make sure that when they're they're going to pick somebody, it's going to be a good person. You know, right? Um, even Ray, who has a really small um, Daisy Ridley, who has a really small like. Uh, uh, credits beforehand. She'd done some stuff that had proved, you know, that she was like somebody that they could invest in yeah. because she spent billions and billions of dollars to make a right. movie, you know, and you want to make sure that lead is a good, you know, yeah, it's a good role. Yeah. So, yeah. so for him to hustle like that, it's, you know, a lot of, and I don't want to say right place, right time, but it's a lot of, you know, like going to auditions and, and like being turned down over and over and over again. And that's just the nature of the business. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm like a regular business like basis I get rejected like multiple mm. times a week I'll do an audition and then I'll send in a self tape or something and then people just you never hear back from me yeah. and you're like oh it's such a good project I wish but it just don't happen you know? and do you take offense yeah. to that or do you no, just no, no, see no, it as no, like no. okay well yeah you know. that's a good question so you can't, you can't think of it like they hate you because you yeah. they don't they're not like screw this man in yeah. particular and they're not even saying you suck right. they're just saying that someone might be slightly better yeah. than you and yeah. they're always focused on what's going to be best for their show exactly the best mm-hmm. part role for their show you right. might fit right. something not in their show yeah. yeah which is hard to come to grips with because you don't you don't want to hear that and you're like but mm-hmm. how do I become better and like be yeah. picked you know how, how they become the one that they could choose yeah yeah so that's it's tricky, but um, but it is a lot of hustle. It's a lot of it's again. It's like a lifestyle thing where you've yeah. totally committed to just you know you wake up every morning and you're looking at submissions. You're waking, yeah. you're going to bed and you're like sending emails to producers, mm-hmm. setting up meetings and that kind of. Stuff. Yeah. And do you have like an agent or someone that you I do. have? Okay, because yeah. I know yeah. it's kind of a first step out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've got an, um, a theatrical agent, a commercial agent, and a manager. Um, this is the part of my team and they're all really great. It's took me, they were my first, you know, I found a couple that were not great at first and mm-hmm. sort of made some mistakes and you kind of figure out like, okay, this person is not a good fit for you and they're more interested in pushing you in this direction, more yeah. like a commercial direction or something. And I'm very interested in theatrical stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So sometimes, yeah, you just sort of like figure that out. A lot of trial and error. And you make dumb mistakes too, you know, like you miss an audition or you do something and that'll piss them off and then they decide, you know, they don't want to work with you or whatever. Things like that happen and yeah. just, you know, Move on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And how big are connections? I mean, because there's there's two different theories of thought that connections are huge or connections are nothing. Yeah. Right. Right. Connections are huge. They're really, really huge. I think everything that I've had had almost everything that I've done like professionally, I can attribute to to like a connection I've known at like USC or EMU or something that somebody who I've like worked with in the past and they've liked what I've done and then we've grown from there. USC was really huge. A lot of the opportunities that I've had, um, the Netflix thing, in fact, the James Corden thing, all those things are because of people that I've known at USC. James Corden? Yeah, I was on the James Corden show. Um, What? Yeah, so if you look on YouTube, there's... I'll have to look that up. Yeah, there's a segment... um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so there's the segment... Starbucks Theater, he does this thing where he like uh, goes into a theater... uh, He goes into a Starbucks... And he finds somebody, um, a playwright or a screenwriter who's working, and then he makes their show a reality, like, right then. Wow. Yeah. And I, I was there. happened to be there, and it worked out great. So it wasn't planned? They just walked in? We, yeah. He, so here's the thing. We did, um, when walking up to that Starbucks, we did sign waivers saying, like, there's a chance of you appearing on the James Corden show. Okay. But then it was, yeah, very random. I met James there, and it was just, whoa, like, wow. Wow. Cool to meet that guy. Yeah. That's not, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So that, one's on, that one just happened. That happened, like, about a month ago. Yeah. All right, guys, go on YouTube and check out. Michael Herman on James Corden show. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that's cool. I'm, that's more of a note for myself to remember to do that. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, so that but, was. But you're right. Kind of connections are huge, man. Yeah. They're just they really, you know, um, that's how you build and that's how you grow. But I think it's important to remember, um, and this is the thing I, I learned like too late. But the connections, it's like good to like make connections, but it's yeah. easy to get starry eyed and go, oh, that person's famous. I want to be like working with them. Yeah. Where maybe they're not the best person to work with, you know. Mm-hmm. So contacts are important, but I think it's important to find contacts that are good, but also people mm-hmm. you like working. With. Yeah, and also to to define the difference between a connection and someone that you're literally clinging on to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh It's good to have someone you can call and say, hey, is there anything open right now? Right. Rather than put me in your show, I know you. Yes, right. You know what I mean? So um, so that's great. Okay, so we want to talk about your podcast. Yeah, for sure. So your podcast, it's it's called The Call of the Void. Yes. And who do you do that with? So I do it with my fiance. Yeah. What's her name? uh, Josie Levchinsky. Okay. She's great. We actually do a lot of stuff together. We do theater shows together. We do uh, this audio drama called The Call of the Void together. We do all kinds of stuff, Um, like photo shoots and all kinds of collaborations. She's really great. She's just an incredible artist. She's a better artist than I am. She's a genius. Yeah. And yeah, so we decided, this is about a year ago, we decided, let's do like an audio drama. Let's try to like put together a piece that's just... 
We saw, okay, we listened to a, an audio drama called Rabbits. Have you guys heard of Rabbits? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm. Okay, yeah. And there's a, uh, there's a company out of Seattle, I think, called, uh, oh, no, I'm not going to say it right. I think National Radio Alliance. Oh, I hope that's their name. <laughs> yeah, anyways. So they N did a show NRA. called... Yeah, and, <laughs> It might be. I don't know. And I don't know what it is. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. not the National Rifle Association. Not, not the National Rifle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, very different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so they do a show called Rabbits, and we listen to it. It's audio drama, very immersive, and yeah. you sort of follow this girl solving a mystery, and it's over a couple episodes, kind of like oh, a TV show, yeah. Yeah. and really cool. And so we listen to it, and we're like, "What is this? It's amazing, man!" And so we were like, "Okay, let's try to do one ourselves." And then it took about a year. We wrote mm -hmm. all the episodes. All nine episodes, we wrote them, and then we casted our actors that were like some of our friends in the Michigan market. That's where we built okay. this, you know. And so we, we brought them on board, and we've made this whole big thing, and we're releasing it now. It's it's actually being pre like released uh, once a week on Thursdays um, over the next like nine or so. so. Okay. Yeah, it's cool. So it's almost it's kind of like a just like an audio book of yeah, yeah, more or less than a. I mean, it's a podcast, pretty much, pretty much. but yeah, but it's pretty much kind of like an audio story. Yeah, it is, yeah. That's and what I, I should tell you the story. So it's about um, this guy. His name's Topher, and he's. Um, they live in New Orleans, so it's him and his, his sister, and they discover that their dad has been affected by this weird uh, mental thing. Like, he's his words are all jumbled, and he's like, now he can't see, and there's this weird stuff happening to their dad, and they're trying to figure out what is going on with this yeah. mystery. And at the same time, there's sort of this, like, Lovecraftian creature that's sort of stalking New Orleans, and they're like, how are these connected, you know? Mm -hmm. It's very much like Lovecraft meets Stranger Things. That's kind of our... Huh. our that's pretty neat. Um, yeah, so, okay, so everyone go check out the Call of the Void podcast yeah. with Michael Herman and Josie Lapchinski. We have a huge question. Great. It's very oh, personal. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm ready for it. This, it's okay. more of a survey question. So, okay. We're this, Josh, is, so, Josh. You know, this is going to happen on everybody, so don't feel, like, out of place with this, but... Oh, man. There's a lot of preamble this, here. This get is, nervous. It, it's something that I guarantee that you don't even know is a thing, Okay. But I discovered it a couple years ago. And okay. I'm not going to tell the story because I told it on the last podcast, but I can tell you afterward. Okay. Yeah. Um, so when you go to the bathroom, uh -huh. number two, uh -huh. when you finish, do you stand and wipe or sit and wipe? I've seen a meme about this. Okay. I've seen so I've now started a meme. Come on. <laughs> he about this. Yeah. is the one who started this a long time ago talking to one of his friends. Uh -huh. And his friend is huge. Huge on tick. Great. Two okay. point two point eight million followers. Wow, really, dude. Yeah. And I've so collabed. I've collabed with them. And, and guess how many followers I got? Only three thousand. Come That's on, huge, man. man. It is kind of big. Yeah, but I thought it would blow up a little more. So than it, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it still has blown up enough where on TikTok where people <laughs> still do it. But he came up with it all a long time ago, and this okay. has been a standing question with every single person to see how people answer it. It's a good question. So. <laughs> dramatic pause. Yeah, dramatic pause. Here we go. Okay. I don't know why, man. Yes, yes like, we're all standards yeah, okay. except for my wife. Okay. 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 All right. That's awesome. Know. I'm. Yeah. I'm very happy. That works. Very happy. I don't even have a reason why. Though. No, like, it's like literally how you how it's, it's just, like how you start and you don't. Maybe stop. we were taught as kids or something. I, I don't even I remember don't being know, taught that way necessarily. No, but the thing know. is, I didn't know it was there was any other way to do it uh -huh. until she found me in the bathroom one day at our old apartment and started laughing at me. And I was like, why are you laughing? And she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm wiping my ass. Like, what are you talking about? And she's like, why are you standing up? <laughs> that was the day I realized the that there is a this sitting is class and a standing uh -huh. class. And I think the percentages are about 60% sitters, 40%. Really? We're in the minority. Oh, yeah. We are much the minority. But after finding out, I thought I was way, I thought I was the only one. Uh -huh. But then I started finding out slowly that there's a lot more people that do one, sit yeah. or stand, I mean. And uh, you yeah, got a community so, behind you. So we're trying to ask. We're trying to ask every guest from now on what their preference is, what they do, yeah. so we can take a survey 
and then eventually submit it for professional. Compile the data, you know, make charts. Here's like, 20 oh, people. That is enough. <laughs> right. So, uh, so okay, perfect. Uh, is there anything coming up that people can watch for you on that has, hasn't been released yet that you can talk about? Anything like that? Really good question. Yeah. And where to find that? For sure, yeah. Well, the most immediate thing is called Void. Yeah. yeah. Our audio drama, and it's, it's streaming on everything. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all the you know. Anchor. Anchor, yeah. Thank you, Anchor. Honestly, yeah. sponsor. No, not a sponsor. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, that's really cool. So we're really excited about that, and we're just starting to get traction with that. So it's really, really cool how it's cool. going. Um, but I do have a couple plays coming up. So I wrote, I, so writing and acting, that's kind of my two wheel houses, yeah. plural, I guess. And uh, yeah, so I've got a play that actually I wrote that's going up at a professional theater company in Ypsilanti, in the Ypsilanti market area. That's in Michigan. Um, in Michigan, yeah. yeah, in the Michigan area. So that's going on right now. Um, or they're going into uh, rehearsals for that. So um, I think that's March when that officially goes up. So that one's going up. And then um, I've got a couple stage readings happening in the Ann Arbor area. So uh, there's, a, there's a theater company called Penny Seeds that's great. And they're doing some of my stuff, which is really, really cool. That's awesome. um, and as far as uh, Los Angeles goes, I actually do have a play going up in Los Angeles. And I'm not sure the exact date on that yet, but it's at the Fountain Theater where that's going to be workshopping and we're going to be growing with that, which is super cool. And then uh, just auditioning, yeah, getting rejected yeah. and auditioning <laughs> on a regular basis. Um, the James Gordon thing was a big thing that happened mm -hmm. about last month. Um, but yeah, eyes open for the next thing. You know? Awesome. Thanks, and uh, where can people follow you to find out where the next thing is? Um, I'm on Instagram and that's Michael underscore Allen underscore Herman and Allen spelled A-L-A-N. So that's a little strange there. Um, but I also have a website, which is www.michaelallenherman. All one. All, All one thing. Okay. Yeah. And Allen's spelled the same way. A-L-A. Sweet. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, so guys, go follow Michael on those platforms. Um, he's he's a really awesome guy. We're so happy to have you on the podcast. Yeah, great. And uh, thanks for coming over here. Where, where did you travel you. from? Oh, I was from Ann Arbor this morning. So oh, okay. Yeah, I was in Ann Arbor today. You didn't come over here just for this, right? No, I was on my way back to go see my folks. Okay, so my folks God. live in St. Joe's. So yeah, <laughs> I was going to go see them this weekend. It worked out perfect. Good, okay. And so I was in Ann Arbor for just like a little bit of time, which is great. And then I'll be going back out to LA. Sweet. Yeah. All right, cool. So thanks for coming on, Michael. We're Thank really, you. really happy great that you did. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. It was fun. Um, tune in next week. We have a, a couple coming in that are part of a band out in Goshen. So be ready for that. They're, they're getting really big. They're a Christian band called 1721. So be sure to tune in for that, guys. For the time being, though, this has been Ben. This is Josh. On the Pulse Defect. Thanks, guys.